You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross, your host, and this is episode number 181. I have an awesome guest for you today. We're going to talk about play. How often do we talk about play in the same sentence as we're talking about business? So I love what she's doing with the art of play and helping people de-stress. So her name is Rona Lewis. And, you know, the comedian in her, I think that she gave me the the uh, form that little behind the scenes look. But in the form, I asked for pronunciation. <laughs> and Rona Lewis, who's, you know, come on now, it's one of the simpler names, but she gave me a tremendous pronunciation <laughs> of it. So I love it. So I have Rona Lewis today, and she's the co-founder and CEO of Playful Mind Project a company that changes corporate culture and assists remote workers, at least during the pandemic, to ignite engagement and explode productivity, utilizing aspects of purposeful and attuned play. She's a professional speaker and has over 10 years consulting experience and 20 years of corporate experience, ending with a VP of ad sales title. She's an expert in playing with corporate employees for productivity and creativity, team building, brainstorming, and more. Welcome, Rona. Thank you. Yes, lots more. Lots of ways to play <laughs> and make everyone happier and more productive. Yay. Yes. And I mean, and I'm going to say I did laugh when I when I saw the pronunciation that you added to the form for me. <laughs> Can I tell you for a name that has four letters, my first name gets, a, is it Rana? Is it Rhoda? Like, where do you see the D? It, it's, yeah. It's four, it, Rana, I could understand, but it, yeah. it, anyway. So, okay, yeah, so well, I good thing, sure. good thing. So I, <laughs> so I didn't mess it up. I mean, mine gets messed up all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah. I'm so excited. I tell you, like especially where we are right now. And I know you and I had a great conversation the other day about during this pandemic. It's tough for teams to stay engaged, and you know, and it people is. feel lonely and all of that stuff. So. Tell me a little bit more about your work and the impact that you're making in this world. Well, overall, Playful Mind Project um, shifts stress levels to a more positive, playful mindset, and this takes a lot of um, a lot of different different forms. You know, we want to teach people how to be more vulnerable and authentic and resilient on a lot of of levels, you know, when, when we're in our adult mind, we get so mistrustful and, um, and, and scared to say ideas, you know, things like that. People have forgotten how to play and be lighthearted. If you stop to think about it, this country was started by, by Puritans, you know, and it's the, the Puritan ethic. They were so, um, you know, they were just so anti- enjoyment overall. <laughs> right. And, you know, but, right. And it just doesn't work anymore. It's a new world in more ways than, than one now. And we are here, we, we play people are here to make sure people have 
fun in it. And, I love um, that. I mean, ahead, yeah. I, well, I was going to say it just, I mean, think about when we were little, like, I, shoot, you got a new dress. You twirl in that thing forever. Heck yeah. Just for the fun of it to watch yeah. the, you know, the ruffles. <laughs> like I we know. could find I enjoyment know. in the smallest things and that's still available to us. It, it is if we allow ourselves to, to, to let go. Yeah. You know, kids, kids laugh about 300 times a day. Adults, on the average, seven. Mm. What the heck, kids? Yeah. God, you know? And, um, you know, our, our tagline is shift happens when you have a playful mind. And shift does happen. Our goal is to get people to realize, you know, product productivity is going to increase um, as you have less ego, because the more ego you have, the more you're going to stymie progress, because mm-hmm. it has to be all about you and, and your ideas. And when you're when you're more open and when you're more playful and when you trust more, there's going to be more collaboration. There's going to be better understanding because you're going to have more respect and openness for your fellow man with a better life outlet uh, outlook and you know a more positive mindset, even if you don't um, agree with everything. You know, I I have friends who are on the other side of the spectrum, politic politically, and I'm not going to tell you which one I am because it, <laughs> good, it good, doesn't matter. Good idea, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the fact is, if if they have a good heart, I don't care. They can believe whatever they they want. You know, it's 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 not like. Um, you know, I, I don't believe and I'm never speaking to you again because you voted for this person or because you voted for, the, for that person. Before this, we were all kind of having fun anyway. And so some things, it's just it, people make more of a deal out of them because they, they, want, they want things to be their way. And as soon as you get that, that ego part out of the way, it's it's a lot easier to just play with with what is and and who is. You know, stop to think about it. When you were a kid, did you really concentrate on the kind of clothes your friends wore or the color of their of their skin or anything like that? You just wanted to have fun. Yep. You know, we didn't judge nearly as much as we do now. We we didn't judge at all. Right. Yep. And um I I I'm just I'm shocked at the average adult laugh seven times. And that makes me sad. Now I know that I am above that. So I'm going to pat myself on the back. Uh, I do. (laughs) Trust me. I, I have gained the ability to laugh at myself. Absolutely. So I give myself plenty of reasons. I'm like super funny to myself. (laughs) And I also feel like that gives me license to laugh at other stuff that, you know, happens that people do etc yeah and that's that's actually a sign of very high emotional intelligence if you can laugh at yourself I mean I always say I'm my own best audience (laughs) yeah you know um I remember years ago and I'm I'm probably dating my myself what was the um Arthur the movie Arthur Uh uh-huh and um um what's his name who uh, starred in it I'm blanking on his name uh Dudley Dudley Moore yeah uh, there's one scene and he's just, he's riding in a car or something and he just burst out laughing. And so he just said, sometimes I think funny thoughts. <laughs> oh my God, me too. You know? I love uh, that. <laughs> it's, it's right. And just who cares what anybody else thinks? 
They may look at you funny if you start laughing and that's okay. I tell you, and I'm one of those people, uh, my husband, he'll say like, "Uh oh, there she goes, because I have definitely been known to laugh until I cry. And actually, I celebrate that, too, because that yeah. is such a it's just so freeing. And I mean, <laughs> it is it's not always the best timing, you know, when that's going to happen. Right. But, and I will say like, I hit that tipping point and anyone who's done this knows the tipping point, but like the sound change. And, and like I said, my husband can look at me and go, Oh, there she goes. Right. Well, and there's nothing that will make you laugh more than repressed laughter and giggles. You know, <laughs> if you're at a ceremony or at a meeting and, you know, <laughs> Yes, it's 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 the, it's the worst and the best at the same time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're making me think of oh, this was it was my aunt's funeral. And oh, I know it's so <laughs> not. And something in the ceremony reminded us of Mr. Bean. Uh-oh. And oh, but you know what? She would have appreciated that. Well, and that's that the we whole had thing. that response. Yeah. I mean, I, I always feel that funerals shouldn't be sad. They should be a celebration of people's lives. So, you know, my, my, my mom passed um, this past March, and uh, unfortunately, you know, it was during COVID. And even though it was a, um, uh, a Zoom funeral, we laughed because my mom was really funny. And my, my whole family's funny. So it was a joyful and sad thing at the same time. So to your point, yeah, it's okay to um, have more than one emotion. You know, yeah. it's you can feel your your feels, and play helps you to stay more resilient and authentic. You know, you, it's, you you're not not gonna be be sad. You know, you don't want that uh, what, oh toxic positivity when I have to be in a good mood all the time. Right. Yeah. Stuff every other feeling. <laughs> That's you, not, right. Um, yeah. And, uh, but when you get that spontaneous spark of, of laughter, just, just go for it. Just allow yourself to that enjoy the feeling, you know? Oh my gosh. Now you're making me think of another, and this was, my mom actually passed away in 1989 so long ago. And it, like, here we go. But it, I, this is going to turn into a funny story. I promise. Okay. But you know, she was the organist and choir director uh, at our ch- church in our small town and members of the choir came and she had written a song and they were all around her bed, you know, as she was passing uh-huh. away, actually, it was a beautiful, beautiful time, but yeah. they were singing and holding hands. Well, so the, you know, a week or so after she passed away, we were working on the, the thank you cards. And my, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to make me laugh again. This is, but my dad wrote, <laughs> Thank you for the casserole and for singing at Marilyn's. <laughs> and it was just because it's like really the casserole gets top billing, like, <laughs> you know, and again, just, you know, in our, again, it's like, it was just a horrendous time, you know, she'd been sick for only three days, you know, but it was just, but yeah. So those, those triggers, those moments, and we all cried, you know, laughed until we cried. Cause it was like that. That right. is a beautiful mixture, actually, of all of that. And it's, it's laughter can be a release, just like crying is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so it's a um, yeah, and and uh, it's. I always think it's a, it's a great way to release tension, 
and um, feel feel your feelings, you know? Yeah. So what experience was it uh, that motivated you to to focus on play? Take us down this journey. Um, when I was, I'm trying to think of, of, of a good story. So the best, I, I, I would say the, the one that, that stands out the most is, um, my friend Gail, who was one of the most, uh, the, the most effective salespeople I'd, I'd ever met back in New York. I was, uh, when I first started in the corporate world, I was a, a media rep. We represented um, radio, television, cable, um, all the traditional media, and we sold their airtime to ad agencies. Well, when I started selling, I was either the youngest or one of the youngest sales reps in the country because there just there were just a couple of, of hundred of us across the country. And because I got this this job so so young, I was calling on people who were like 20 years older than I was, and it was mostly women, and um, they were not thrilled to have this young whippersnapper who was basically making the same amount as they were, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm very hard on myself, and they were kind of hard on me. And one day I got to the point where I started, I, I was kind of getting dizzy and I was leaning over, putting my hands on my, on my knees and breathe. I was basically having a panic attack. Mm. And my friend Gail was working. She and I were on different teams, but for the, for the same company. She comes running over, puts her hands on my shoulders and puts her nose about two inches away from mine and basically did a verbal bitch slap to me. She said, Rona, <laughs> snap out of it. This is not brain surgery. There is no blood. No one ever died from advertising. <laughs> you know? And it was like a, it was an epiphany. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, sorry. Holy, holy moly. <laughs> I feel like you almost dropped an F-bomb right after the sorry for the S. <laughs> but I could, let me do that again. And then I said, holy moly. He's right. <laughs> and that was kind of the, beginning of the change in, in in attitude she you know i i i spent some time with her and she showed me how she basically played with her uh her her buyers and they loved her so as soon as i changed and flipped my my attitude um i was a better salesperson they they liked me more i was better at you know self-deprecating humor and they appreciated that i asked them questions i i learned how to uh, it, it was relationship selling as well as putting more more play in it. And ever since then, I was very well aware of how play needs to be in business. Love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. then you were making it. It wasn't the pressure of the doing. You were helping them consultative sales, connecting exactly. and playing right. it like a game. I always say, and I know I shared this with you before, but like my work is play and I love it that way. Like it's just. Yeah. Like you just got to play it like a game. Then there's no pressure on anyone. I'm not pressured to right. make an outcome that's likely out of my control anyway. And I'm not trying to make you make a decision. You know, I'm just playing it like a game, throwing it out there. Let's have some fun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, when I, you know, the, the, the most challenging thing for me is getting people to understand the difference that, that an attitude of play can, can make, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think back to when I first started, uh, started as a coach, it was like over 15 mm -hmm. years ago. So people didn't know that term. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, now they do. And I feel like play, I feel like I'm, you're on this beginning cusp that right. I hope will become a bigger movement. But Me um, too. yeah, so, Me too. so now you have that extra hurdle, right? You got to teach exactly. first exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so and that they you know, understand why. Yeah. Right. Right. And um, my friend Jeffrey, who is a leadership and sales consultant, made this point. He said, you know, 15 years ago, no one knew what what storytelling was or how to put it into teaching Mm -hmm. and leadership. And everyone's all about storytelling now. Right. And he said, that's what's going to happen with with play. Yep. Hey, look at that. I'm on the I'm bored with your coach and sales friend. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So when you, uh, when you look back at the work that you've done with either individuals or teams, share a story where you like really made an impact for someone, you know, and like that thing that you, the, the situation that you think back to that really fuels your passion. Like, this is why I do what I do. Well, um, you know, we have two different divisions. We have a consumer division and we have a corporate division. Um, the consumers is really more of the one-to-one and it deals with the moms and, and parents who are working from, from home because, you know, women are the worst for, for wear in, in, in all of these. And these are one-on-one attuned play sessions. And what, for, for me, what, what really um, motivates me is when I see the difference in these people's faces Um, Mm. because after the very first session, they feel a difference and it kind of clicks. Like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Mm -hmm. And in that same vein, when I go, um, like one of the first times I went into a company, they wanted a, um, they wanted like a weight loss and fitness thing. And I'm like, this is not what your company needs. Mm -hmm. They need to play more and they they didn't quite quite get it and then when i when i set it up i said they will feel better they will want to you know have more physical well-being as well as mental well-being and i will lead them in all all different kinds of things so when i saw in their their faces i i took them through some um I call them wonder labs. They're like lunch and learns, but wonder labs is a lot more fun. (laughs) You know, when they hear lunch and and learn, it's like, Oh God, I don't want to eat and just sit in in a class. But when I say wonder labs, you know, wonder facilitates curiosity and it's all about creativity. And all of a sudden they're involved in these supposedly playful games that have no reason, but they actually do, which is the term purposeful play. And they realize that it's okay to play. That's it's. I can see the light go on over their heads, and it's like this is why I do this because mm. it changes their whole attitude. They, uh, I often get people come coming to me afterwards, like I so didn't understand what what this was for, and now I get it. You know, it it's so much more than free beer and a ping pong table. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's about taking risks and having fun and getting out of your comfort zone and an attitude of play just helps life get better and, and better. And when you have a more positive mindset, your expectations about what will happen are, are, are just, um, are, are just better so that, 
you're you're not as stressed. You know, when we when we stress, we we tend to concentrate on replays and imaginings. Mm. We replay things in our head that we make mountains out of molehills, yep. and then we imagine what might happen, and we we visualize all these things that get bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's what stresses us out. When ninety nine point seven three percent of the time it never happens, mm-hmm. and the only thing we have is the present moment. So when you play, you have to be present. You know what also clicked for me? Oh my gosh. So, because I had not thought about this in this context and you're going to say like, oh yeah, exactly. But so if you're doing the reimaginings and kind of basically beating yourself up because of something that you didn't do well enough or whatever, or I should have said this and such, whatever. So not only are you creating additional stress for something that already happened, but now you have anticipatory stress. Exactly. Because exactly. now the next thing's going to be as bad. And then there's the moment of it. And then like how much worse you're going to make it after the fact. Right. Oh because, my gosh. Yeah. Because you're not, when you're not dealing and an active listening, you know, when you're present, you can listen actively when most of us are anticipating what to say next. Mm-hmm. instead of listening. And when you have that, that, you know, imagining circumstance in your head, you're already figuring out what you're going to say to follow your, your mindset instead of taking a step back and saying, I don't know what the heck's going to happen. So why not flip it and think awesome stuff is going to happen. Yeah. And well, then you can come from that way, you know? And if you are playful, yeah, yeah. then it, you can be more flexible and not tied and hold. I always make this fist like tied to a specific expectation of how you want it to be. Ah, yeah. And if it's not exactly that, and you know, it's going to be horrendous. And, and But exactly. yeah, if you can play and laugh at stuff. And it's, it's tough for a lot of people. It's, it's still tough for me because I'm an A-type uh, personality and I have, I have a control issue. Mm-hmm. All my friends will, will tell you that. Yeah. And it takes a lot for me to take a step back. And I've had people call me on my stuff and say, you know, you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I am not perfect. And this is this is a process, which is, you know, that's why we call it the Playful Mind Project, because everyone and everything is a project because it's a process. We never end. Mm-hmm. You know, we are always learning and and get it, getting better. So. Um, and when I am in my positive mindset, I find that whoever else I am dealing with, it's very catching. So I can change their mindset and change how things uh, escalate or, or don't escalate, and it makes things better. There is an awesome book, and shoot, now I'm forgetting what it's called. Uh, shoot, I feel like running around the corner to my bookcase. Because it actually, they actually did um, research. Maybe you've read, um, I swear, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to edit this part out. I'm going to go get it. (laughs) But it's um, because they they did research and, you know, the vibrations of energy and all of that, or of feelings, emotions have different vibrational energy. And that, um, yeah, and that the emotion of, of one person, if you have the higher emotion, that it can be catching, you know, just from the people around us. um, Is that? Uh, power versus force. Yes, there you go. Yep. Look at you. Yeah, I knew it. Uh, yeah, I knew you'd know it. Hawkins. Yes. Hawkins, yeah. Yes. And and that. it was referenced in uh, 
Dyer's Wayne Dyer's book. Wayne, and, Wayne Dyer. Yeah, exactly. and then yep. Okay. Yeah. And, yes. and it's absolutely true. If you try to force things, if, you know, you it you you have that that force against you. What is it? E equals MC squared, or you know, whatever. <laughs> and if you just go with the flow, you know, Mihai Chikmenzihai, I think that's how he pronounces. He he um, is a Dutch philosopher and and researcher. He is all about he. Um, coined the state of of flow when we're in that that part of play that is just hard enough for us to enjoy ourselves without being being bored and being in in the moment enjoying whatever is um, you're you're not coming against things that will stymie you you know mm-hmm. yeah awesome so. What's the biggest internal or external challenge that you've had to overcome in making your impact? And how did you overcome it? I'm going to assume it's, it's play. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, I think um, my, the internal challenge, and I'm still working on overcoming it, is you know, my big, hairy, audacious goal is to make play an industry. And it's obviously not not there yet. I have a bunch of uh, play friends, play play experts, and they all come from different areas, um, and that's uh, that's what what keeps me going. Because if there's enough people who believe in it, and we're all friends, and we all help each other and push each each other forward, because we realize that it's in such an um, it's 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 in its infancy, so that if one person succeeds it just pulls us all with them mm-hmm. um, and um you know people so many people say play will never catch catch on and that's something that internally i have to be my own catalyst and and not and not um believe them you know i have yeah. to, i have to uh, keep my own counsel basically um people think it's frivolous you know people think adult play is pornography you know it's all different things when more and more studies are showing that it's a necessary part of company culture, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. I'm yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Go, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, I, cause you had asked about internal and, and external. Yeah. And so my external challenge now is convincing C-level and HR execs to be open to something new and where, you know, this is a totally new world. And I believe that, um, you can't solve a new problem with old solutions and remote work has never been so prevalent. There's depression, isolation, there's loneliness, paranoia, ethical issues are uh, popping up and to get them out of their headspace for better mental health. Yeah. You can provide counseling, but playtime is key because it works a different part of the brain. And I, believe, you know, I, I think that it takes a really brave, uh, CEO and a brave HR person to try something that they've never tried before and to get their egos and their fear of losing their jobs out of the way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I have, and I know you're seeing this too, uh, without realizing it, HR, business mm-hmm. owners, et cetera, are incorporating play and in trying to help their team stay engaged and spending time yeah. with one another. Because what's happened is 
the remote work has everyone only participating in meetings together, but right. you need the human interaction piece so that you can stay right. connected as people. And so they're actually building in play, but they don't realize it. You know, they're saying like, let's get together for a remote like Euchre tournament. Let's get together for yeah. it. And so that's actually what they're doing. And that's all play. They just and don't know. Right. <laughs> and it's right. like without even all the research behind it or all that, like where are they just kind of accidentally ending up? Like, yeah, let's play together. Exactly. They just don't realize what the actual name is because it's, you know, there, there are so many different forms of play. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, you know, and we, we help to bring that f into the forefront. And, you know, we have hundreds of games and activities and things to do that incorporate physical movement, laughter, yoga, improv, uh, other kinds of, of wordplay and, and teamwork and fun that, um, that, you know, most managers and business owners don't, don't, don't know. So, we, you know, we'll, we'll work with the managers on a consulting basis to give them tools for their, their people if this is, this is what they, they want to do. So companies bring us in for, for different reasons. You know, it's, uh, it depends, you know, every, every company is, is different, which is why we really have to, um, ask a lot of, of, of questions and, um, work team by you know each each one is customized, uh, customized. Mm -hmm. that, that's the word I'm yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well I, you know I am just so like I see the the vision so clearly that this you are on the the front end of a movement I mean I'm just totally on board and yeah don't listen to the people that don't understand eh. right. so, delete <laughs> yeah and that's you know I, I, that is if I had to tell anyone anything, you know, like my, my words of, of wisdom mm -hmm. is to keep your own counsel. Yeah. And if you know the why of your business, like, you know, Simon Sinek says, know your why, that's all you need. You know, yes. Would I like to make millions of, of dollars? Yes, I would. And so everyone who's listening has to hire me. Um, <laughs> but, and, um, but my why is much more intrinsic it's the the joy i get when i teach people to bring out their own joy and fun and play absolutely because i've made a difference and that's fantastic for me well and anyone who wants to make an impact or or be an entrepreneur i mean i was just actually having this conversation with my son the other day it's like you better love and you know just be absolutely in love with the end thing that it is that you're trying to do because when you right. start a business you're wearing a million different hats and it right. takes tenacity and flexibility and creativity and all of those things and, and uh, courage. And so you better be absolutely in love <laughs> with that thing. Like it can't well, just be money. I mean, I'm not saying money's bad or don't make money. Yes, yeah. you need to make money or you can't continue to provide the services that, that you're trying to provide. But, right. but, uh, but yeah, if that's your only motivation, it's going to be hard to keep the momentum going. Right. And, and especially, you know, with, with, with family businesses, Parents, grandparents, do not make, I'm sorry, that was so New York. Yo, do not make, <laughs> I'm from, I'm from Long Island. I can't, it just bubbles out of me. Um, if, if your children really don't want to go into the business, don't make them because they yeah. will be miserable. They won't be as productive and, and you'll be miserable, you know, and in order to, to play, 
with a family business, everybody has to be in a hundred percent. Yep. I got to go back to, to the people that have told you like, oh, this is never going to go anywhere and all of that. Um, I, uh, and I know you are already doing this, but like pick your trusted advisors well. Yes. You know, cause people love, I call them two cent, right? They're going to throw mm-hmm. in their two cents and, but they don't have a vested interest. They don't really have knowledge of what you're up to. They don't have your same perspective. They don't have, you know, they're just not in your shoes, plain and simple. And so, you know, it's a, it's a coveted spot that you give someone to have the privilege to speak into your life. And so if those other people just want to throw in their two cent, like that's exactly what it is. And you don't have to take it like, no, just let it brush off. And yes, exactly. And just be so intentional with those who have the knowledge, have your back. You know, I, I was just saying the other day, like, Sometimes when people say like, oh, you can't do a business, that's their own fear or their own feelings of, you know, um, discouragement that they didn't start their own business. It doesn't have lots of times it doesn't have anything to do with you or your idea or any of that. Their little own filters coming out their mouth. Oh, my mother was went nuts when I became an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because when, you know, her her generation, you got a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, in that generation, it's funny because my dad's the same thing. I've had my business for over 15 years and I get a new client and he'll be like, oh, maybe they'll hire you. You know, it's like, that's never the goal. (laughs) But, you know, I appreciate it. He just loves me and he wants his daughter to be fine. And from his perspective, yeah, back in the day, like there was loyalty on both sides and you'd get a job and you'd work there forever and then retire. But like life isn't like that anyway. Like, (laughs) you know, there isn't stability in anything right now. Exactly. So, yes. So, um, well, so you've already shared your, some words of wisdom for others who want to make their own impact. Do you have anything extra to share? Um, just, you know, be open while, while not, well, uh, let me say that again. Keep your own counsel, but also keep an open mind because as you speak to people who appreciate what you do, and have ideas you may not have thought of. Um, you may not like those ideas. You know, it's it's it's, it's kind of like extended brainstorming when mm-hmm. you're working with a, a a team. You always want a yes and it because once you say no, it cuts everything off, and that's you know one of the basic tenets of improv. When you're speaking to to to, to people who want to give you an idea, don't say no. Um, just you know, be be open to things that can help expand your business that in ways that you may not have thought of because everyone has a different thought process and you may take that idea and make it your your own which will which will benefit so even if you're keeping your own counsel be open to ideas and listening to to people who want to help push you forward so that's what i would say great advice so some people you just got to shut them down others take a quick little gander there might mm-hmm. be something of value. Even the people exactly. that you initially want to shut down, <laughs> there still might be some nuggets in there. Right. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I've so enjoyed sharing this time with you today. This you have, oh you. my gosh, you've shared so much inspiration and I want, um, yes, I, 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 I look forward to seeing what you do with play in business and I am your cheerleader and I'm going to do what thank I can you. too to help you uh, push forward for sure. Well, so well, important. Why don't I give everybody 
a present. I'm going to give everyone homework, home play. Great. This is a self game. It's called Wander and Wonder. What you're going to do within the next week, you're going to take 20 minutes and you are going to wander around a place where you've never been before. Go outside of your neighborhood, go to a new store if you're allowed in. I don't know where you are, how open things are, even if it's window shopping. And um, wonder with a child's eyes. Why did they make those shoes purple? How did they build this, this building? Why is this flower, you know, uh, why does this flower have 13 petals on it? You know, just ask questions like a, a kid so that you can see the world with a beginner's eyes. And that alone will give you inspiration and ideas for creativity. I love that. Aww. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Rona, so much for uh, spending this time with me. And please reach out to her. We'll have the links on the show notes from today. So you can go to defeatthedrama.com forward slash. Well, actually, just click the podcast site and then go to episode 181. And her link that will, again, be on the show notes is playfulmindproject.com forward slash shift hyphen your hyphen work. Now, can they go just to the regular site too? Is yes, that what's yes, the specific? They, you can absolutely go to the yeah. regular site. Yeah. yeah. And um, so yes, go absolutely connect with her and we'll have some notes from today's show as well. If you have a, a business or personal challenge that you're dealing with, I am happy to help you. Let's have a clarifying or a strategy session. Reach out, grab a spot on my calendar. Go to defeatthedrama.com forward slash call. I'm going to give you a breakthrough in 15 minutes or less. How's that sound? So I look forward to helping you make your bigger, bolder impact. Thank you for listening and get out there and make it a great day. Mm -hmm.